This is The Author's Perspective, TAP, a show set to take you behind the scenes of some of your favorite books. We will be delving into deeper conversations and let you get to know different authors whilst discussing some of the social issues affecting them. We are RM Publishers. Join us as we take you on this literary journey. Let's step right into it. We drove off and I was dropped at home. When we arrived, my mum was home, singing her usual hymns and praising God. Sister Moira broke the good news to her, and she could not help but raise her hands, waving and thanking God even more. I guess she sang her usual, Onyame wo son, o kagran. Onyame wo son, o kagran. Lord, you are great and majestic. Amidst tears and excitement, gratitude and all, we were just grateful to God and to Sister Moira for all her involvement in getting me into the school of my dreams. What struck me was that morning I had gone to school at St. Monica's, but did not go back there. My day was cut short due to a supernatural occurrence, and this could be your story too. Hi, Lydia. Welcome to the author's perspective. How are you today? Thank you, Rudo. Thank you for um, inviting me to the author's perspective. I'm doing well and uh, quite excited. I can't keep still. (laughs) (laughs) How's been the new year so far for you? Um, It's been really good. It's been really good uh, in the sense that um, the sort of videos I've sent out so far, the responses I've had, the feedback have been very positive. And a lot yes. of people are saying they're looking forward to the, uh, you know, the audio uh, book. Yeah. So it's making me quite excited about it. So, yeah. <laughs> so we are here today to talk about, obviously, good moments, uh, living the dream. And we're going to be talking a little bit about yourself. Uh, what you do and the things that um, that pertains to your ministry. And we're also excited because your audio book is coming out and we just, we can't wait wait at all. So do you want to tell our listeners what, uh, who Reverend Lydia is and what it is that you do? Okay, Um, so my name is Reverend uh, Mrs. Lydia Cranting. I am married to Abraham Cranting. We have two beautiful daughters, Christine, uh, who is 31, and Michelle, who is 28. And um, we obviously um, are uh, a a very small family, but close-knitted, and uh, we uh, love the Lord, so we do a lot of work. Uh, within our local church in Vista, as well as our um, newly launched, um, I say newly launched, that was launched last year actually, <laughs> uh, Widows Ministry in Ghana, which uh, we're putting yeah. a lot of effort and uh, love into, you know, the families that we're working with. So in a nutshell, that is what we do in ministry, but both of us are uh, dual trained uh, clinical advisors. We work for the NHS 111 and uh, we support people with uh, general health and mental health problems. We'll probably be hearing a lot more as we go along. So uh, <laughs> yeah. that's what we do. Good. And you've been to Ghana, haven't you? Just a few yes. months. That was last yeah. month or last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How was yeah. the travels for you? 
And I must say, the effort uh, we put into going uh, to Ghana in December paid off in a measure that we cannot even uh, begin to talk about. It was my mom's uh, centenary celebration. Oh. So we as a family, yes, yes, you heard it, 100 years. <laughs> and, uh, we as a family were excited. It was like a whole year of planning and getting yeah. family across, you know, uh, to uh, get involved. And uh, I went home on the 13th of December to pave the way to wait for those who were coming. We had a mm. surprise from my sister, uh, in oh. the US who had been away for over 40 years. She came oh, with her wow. two daughters, uh, Gabby nice. and Ariana, and that was the icing on the cake. Oh. Mom had heard briefly about uh, Florence coming, but not about the girls. So oh. um, it made the celebration superb and oh, more nice. so because we celebrated it on Christmas day. Oh. So it involved a wider group of people, the community involved. We couldn't stop them. People were just coming in who had not been invited. So, <laughs> so I guess yeah, that it, it went very into, well and I was really happy. Yeah, I guess that links into a testimony of some kind as we're talking about God testimonies. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about God testimonies and what it is about? Yes, um, really, in terms of how God Moment started, I had, um, you know, uh, been in a solitary uh, place of meeting with the Lord and praying as I normally do. On this particular occasion, I happened to have uh, extended uh, my stay and enjoyed it so much. Before long, I could feel what looked for me like I had been in a trance and uh, my whole life story was being played uh, in front of me in the form of a slide. And as the slide presentations went on, every single slide I saw was a definite, almost like a milestone in my life that had something specific to say. And uh, in the end, when I came round, I had write it. And, I thought, write it means, and then I heard again, just write it, write a book. And I thought, wow, I, you know, entertained the thought. I'd never really thought it would be this time. So uh, I went downstairs. It was 2 a.m. in the morning. I went downstairs and I started typing so I don't forget. And as I sat down and I was typing, everything kept coming back again, just the way I saw it. So I hadn't missed anything. And before I knew, it was up to about 6.30 in the morning and I was still typing. So in a nutshell, that became the uh, sort of the skeletal, uh, you know, piece of, yes. um, you know, the God moment. But on the back of that, uh, you know, when I finished and I sent my manuscript to you, um, you asked me what was the title? And I said, I didn't have a title. <laughs> and uh, you laughed because you said most people come to you when they already had a title. But I, I didn't have one. <laughs> so that made it like a very strange customer here. But uh, put a long story short, we had then been uh, preparing to go for our uh, LM uh, annual conference. And I said to you that we'll be in Harrogate. And when we come back, I'm sure I will come with a title. Uh, mm -hmm. Sure enough, the Lord did it. He showed up. And during what we call a roll call of nation, I heard what seemed to me like a voice saying to me, God moments. And I looked around and I couldn't see anybody behind me because we were at the last end of the, yeah. the row. And I looked again and I thought, 
I looked on my side and then I saw one of our pastors who is a very good friend of ours. He kept saying, yes, God moment. So I think he was repeating what I said, thinking uh, I was saying what we were seeing yeah. as the roll call of nation was a God moment. But I actually felt I heard that voice, God moment saying, yes, yeah. this is it. And then I quickly mm -hmm. typed it on my iPad and we got back to the hotel and I put it all together and I sent you a message that, Rudo, I think we have a title now, <laughs> God Moment. <laughs> and I felt oh, everything that I had been we... saying in the book was actually the testimonies put together was the God moments in my life. So yeah. it felt so right to choose that as uh, what I felt I had heard. Mm. And um, alongside that, uh, a little boy did something that touched me in Ghana. And mm. uh, he saw, um, you know, my photograph and his dad is the pastor we've been working with over the years so he asked him mm. and who is this and he said god moment <laughs> and i thought oh <laughs> the name of my book has now become my <laughs> name and i <laughs> felt that was really because this, this church yeah. had been using it wow. as their uh, sort of sunday material you know their um Sunday school study. So that touched me as well, that this little mm. boy was actually calling me God moment because that's the book he'd seen my name in. And yeah. that was really moving. <laughs> well, I guess you're living the dream, Reverend. <laughs> <You really are. laughs> that would throw that him. <laughs> so, that would um, be my next name. <laughs> in terms of uh, God. Uh, testimonies. Am I saying it right? Yes, good moments. Yeah, no, good moments. <laughs> good moments. <laughs> testimonies. Um, you center on the role of testimony in the Christian life. Uh, what mm. What is the message really um, that you're trying to portray in this book? <laughs> My message is simple. Um, I realized over the years that I happen to be somebody who likes to give and give of my time, my money, my effort, my resources. I, I gave as much as I can. And so I'm a very sensitive person as well. If you realize people who give can be very <laughs> sensitive, if I can yeah. say that. So when I've expended time and money and energy to go out of my way and make somebody happy by doing something nice. I do expect a simple thank you or yeah. a show of appreciation. And uh, I realized in my, in my uh, moments in reading about, um, you know, how people have shown ingratitude and one that stands out for me is the one in scripture that I chose about, uh, you know, how God uh, cleansed the 10 leopards, uh, Jesus cleansed the 10 leopards and only one came back. So I felt within myself, if I can feel this way, I feel hurt when people don't say thank you to me or show appreciation uh, in response to my kindness, then this must be how God should be feeling when we fail to show appreciation. Because Jesus' message was simple. He said, we're not 10 lepers cleansed, where are the nine? Yeah. And I felt if I, if I do not show appreciation and I become one of the nine, then I'm actually saying to Jesus that, no, thank you. I didn't recognize what you did. So my message in God Moments testimonies, if every chapter and everything I say about uh, myself and what I deem my God moment, it's to say thank you to God for yes. 
creating that atmosphere for me to recognize that there was somebody supreme and needed to be thanked for what he done for me. If he healed me, if he saved me, if he moved me on, if he promoted me, if he opened the door for me, all those opportunities in the book are to say thank you and show an attitude of gratitude. Of gratitude. That's right. So do you have a testimonies that sort of stand out for you uh, or the things that you remember from when you were writing the book, really? Or... It's it got to be the book within the book. I always call it. <laughs> and... <laughs> And thanks to you, I always give you the credit for helping me to bring that message across. Yeah, the book within the book for me would be my traveling all the way from the United Kingdom to Ghana mm. without a visa. <laughs> and that is mind blowing. I still pinch myself to believe it happened, but it did. And mm. it's because of the way it happened, the chronology and how God used simple me to turn it yeah. around and create a, a breaking news out of it you know it's yeah. still being talked about in Ghana pastors who want to introduce me sometimes they just start by saying this is the lady who came <laughs> and, and I told them it's not me it's God it's God because he knew what he wanted me to go and achieve yeah. you know for a, a good year i'd been planning to um you know train a new generation uh, leaders in ghana we called it at the time mm -hmm. so we called named it new generation training 2009 and uh, it's at a time when every church who was involved was very excited and looking forward to my coming it yeah. totaled 18 Baptist churches within the West Bangwe district area that I was working with. And uh, on the day that I was due to fly out, my husband, very organized man, I love him to bed. He asked me to give him my passport so he could do the early check-in only to open my passport and realize that I actually didn't have a visa to go to Ghana. Mm -hmm. In those days, yeah. where before you travel, you had to go to the high commission or post your passport yeah. and get a visa to enter the country. Um, of course, I hadn't done that. With all the busy preparation, that escaped both of us. And then come that day, when we realized it, I, I just looked at him and a quick look, and the name that dropped in my spirit was Phone Noel. And this man happened to be a very, very good friend of ours. And without a shadow of doubt, I had no clue how he was gonna do it, but the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit. And I said to my husband, we have to phone Noel. And mm -hmm. long story short, before long, he called us back and he said, um, just leave your line free. I've arranged for a minister to call you. I thought, wow, <laughs> in the comfort of our bedroom, we're sat here and somebody's going to call us from Ghana. True to his word, within a few minutes, this gentleman who happens to be in high places, so I will not name him, but he called me and um, we explained the situation and he said, don't worry, go to the airport at a set time and I will make sure I send an authorization. Wow. Wow. I mean, that made the huge mountain look like uh, an anthill. What are you talking about? And he said, yes, you go to the airport. So uh, in between, I don't want to tell you the anxieties and the, all that was going on in the house, the drama, because it was like, are you sure you want to travel? Let's just face it. You haven't got a visa. Cut a long story short. We got to um, 
get ready, put the things in the car. And as we were going, <laughs> the, the tension and the anxiety was growing because um, if a pen fell down on the road, you could hear it because it was that <laughs> tense. But then in a moment, our daughter, our older daughter phoned and she said, oh, mommy, I hear you're going and I know the situation, but God will go with you because this is what our pastor said you know, at the service today, it is by faith that we, and I thought, wow, this is the word I need. It was a rhema word. I needed it for this moment. Mm. So she really encouraged me without realizing it. I thanked her, prayed with her, and then we parted and we carried yeah. on on our journey. Got to the airport. And as I put my things on the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, at the check-in counter yeah. and I told the lady that I do not have a visa she looked at me strangely and I said but I am waiting for a text from a minister would you be kind enough to give me uh, a number a fax number she was quite livid and said are you serious are you sure you want to travel we never do this and I said <laughs> I have spoken to somebody in Ghana and this is the uh, authorization that, okay, so put your things aside then and we'll try and sort it out. You got me the airport security and um, he came along and he wasn't very nice because he thought I was in a strange land. Uh, mm -hmm. Everything I said didn't make sense. And to be honest, some of it didn't make sense to me at the time, mm -hmm. but I kept trusting and faithing. Uh, this battle went on for a while. He come back and give me a little reminder. The time is drawing near. Have you heard yeah. from the minister? I said, no, it should come from your end. So you keep checking your text, your yeah. fax machine. Long story short, as I was pacing up and down and we were praying and everything else was very difficult around me, but I was keeping focus. Five minutes to the time for drawing the line and literally closing the counter. This man comes to me waving a white paper and he said, look, I've just received this from immigration from Ghana, from the Ministry of Interior. And I'm thinking, wow, and that settled it. So, of course, he knew that my story was true. They checked me in. They waived all protocols, whether I had an excess luggage or not. It didn't matter at the time. They put everything through. And there I was quick by the quickest way to the plane when I got into the plane as I said <laughs> I had the look everybody was looking at me is this the lady who's holding us up anyway I slept, my best. <laughs> I slept my best on the plane I couldn't be bothered about oh, anything around me yeah. so we got to the other end of Ghana and there were these two immigration officers waiting they introduced themselves and asked me, are you Mrs. Lydia Quanting? I said, yes, I am. They said, okay, we've been advised to, you know, authorize, a, a, you know, a visa for you. Showed me the cost and I paid and I was given the best treatment. In fact, they went out and fixed my luggage and everything. And I was mm -hmm. given the best treatment. And, you know, when the people at the other end in Ghana, in the churches found out what I had gone through, to get down to Ghana. It made our meeting extraordinary. It, it just blew the ministers away. And everybody who was at the training knew that I had to be there. God knew I had a purpose and a mission there. And therefore, the visa did not matter. Yeah. It will have to happen. And it happened 
in his own way. So it's one of those things in the book that I always give God the glory for. And I keep saying yes. it's a book within a book because yes. I feel certainly <laughs> I need to pull it out apart and call yes. it a book on its own. Oh, we thank God for that. So, and again, there's there's more testimonies to that, like that as well, because most Definitely. of them, they're, they're written in sort of a biographical way, whereby you're telling a life story, but it's yeah. all the things that have happened and the moments that you feel, oh, wait a minute, this is a God moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah that's, that's really good. So now coming on to the audio book, um, can you tell us how you're feeling in terms of having read the book on paper and now it's translated into audio? Do you see the difference? Do you feel? Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> Rudo, um, I don't know how to describe it. Just this morning before uh, you know, I went back to bed, I was sharing it with a young uh, gentleman, a couple I've been supporting. And I said, if anybody had told me how it feels, I would have gone straight for the audio <laughs> and not even bothered with the print because listening to what I had put down in print on audio sounds divine. I, I mean, I'm so excited about it. And I said, did I write that? Did I just hear that? Yeah, it, it, it gives you a different <laughs> understanding, a different yeah. meaning. And then I have to mm. go back and say, no, no, I want to hear it again. And it, it's just amazing. For me, yeah. it, it is one of those things that felt is the right way around. If I had done it, I wouldn't have thought about printing. But <laughs> now that I'm doing well, the audio. Printing was important because then we would <laughs> we started somewhere. <laughs> but you sure got me there again. It's amazing. <laughs> It's very refreshing. It's amazing. I love what I hear when I when I That's listen to good. the audio book. Yeah. yeah, and also because audio is is really good in that, like you said, you can go back and you can fast yeah. forward and yeah. you can go to a different chapter. It's a little yeah. bit like reading, but it's in your ears, so you, you can be doing other things whilst you're listening to. That's right. To audio. Book. That's right. Yeah. That's so right. yeah, we're really excited, and we can't wait for your book to drop. But I like what you said in the promo. You said we can't even sleep. We can't go away without talking about living the dream because we are definitely living the dream. This is my favorite book of the three. I know you have the other ones. Uh, do you want to talk to us about the three parts? Yeah. So um, this uh, is uh, one of the um, parts that I take very personal because um, uh, we're talking uh, at a time when, especially uh, the um, the um, the volcanic ash situation that I raised, it was personal and and very. Um, emotional to us as well as a family because you know you work very hard during the year you plan your holidays you yeah. you want to go somewhere and relax and so just like anybody else you know we got caught up we went to Malaga for our holidays and we got caught up in uh you know the volcanic ash situation at a mm -hmm. point where um people were 
trying frantically to get out either by pulling cars or uh, you know, uh, moving from one place to the other to get to Calais and enter uh, the UK. Long story short, we we decided we wanted to listen to what God was saying and not just be moving around frantically. So every day we go to a communal area, hear what people are saying. We come back to our closet, we start praying, and then we became friends with a, a young couple, you know, uh, uh, on the uh, on the resort. And we found out they were also very prayerful. So we got together and said, now look, uh, we've made a payment for something that could get us to uh, one place, but we don't feel that is what God is saying. So we need to go and get our money and actually focus on what God is saying. So we did that. And that meant we were stripped off, left with nothing. And then uh, on a particular morning, uh, no, it was evening actually, while we were praying, the couple had a younger, a little baby, and he grabbed one of the magazines in the, uh, you know, in the room, and I didn't realize that he put it in his mouth and was chewing it. So we got praying and praying and praying, and then as soon as we finished, I opened my eyes, and the Holy Spirit said, look in his mouth. And I could see his mouth bloated like that. So what's in your mouth? I removed it, pulled it out. And then as if I was okay, checked him over. And then I said, okay, I sensed within my spirit, open it up. Normally if somebody had chewed something, why would you want to open it? And then as soon as the Holy Spirit, and I've been praying about discernment and all that. So as soon as I hear something in my spirit, I act on it almost immediately. So of course I opened it and the part that they were chewing had clearly written on it, dare to fly. Mm. And I thought, wow. So with all the prayer we'd been praying, the answer was in the boy's mouth. <laughs> and it said, dare to fly. So I said, guys, I think we have an answer here. You might think this is ridiculous, but believe me, God uses the ridiculous to do the miraculous. Yeah. Okay. People had been saying they started opening. By this time, we were listening to the news and they had opened the airline. So we said, mm -hmm. we have to go. So my husband said, we'll leave early in the morning and go and check. And if we have to queue, we'll phone you and you come over. So of course he went there, he queued. And just before his turn, uh, you know, uh, something miraculous happened. He said, they said, where is your family? He said, they're in the hotel. He said, well, how long is it going to get them to get here? Because obviously, if they were here, we could have made you our next set of passengers, but you can't, so step aside. So he phoned me and told me, check out from the hotel, come in quickly, because we have an opening, you know, we can actually fly today, but we've missed the first flight. So of course, I went to the hotel and I told them, they said, listen, go with the fob. If you go, you check out and you go, you will lose your place. You have to come back and start a new arrangement with us. But if you go and you don't get a flight, you can come back to your rooms. So I thought that was a very good arrangement. We headed off and thankfully, it didn't take us long to join the next flight. And there we were in the UK without any hassle. That again, that dare to fly in the little boy's mouth, could be the answer that somebody is waiting for. Sometimes we look for things at the wrong places. God might just just have given us the answer right after praying, but we didn't realize. And these are some of my God moments that I really cherish, that paying attention to the little things in our lives and things around us that God could be speaking to us moment by moment without us hearing. Yes, definitely. 
and now on to living the dream uh you've written it in it's a series of three books yeah and you have you also have a shake off the dream stoppers what was the other two at the um shake off the uh dream stoppers mm -hmm. and dream on dream on and yeah shaking off the dream stoppers is about the things that stop us from living our dreams so yes. it could be on on you know unforgiveness you know uh bitterness you know uh head feeling procrastination they are all things that come in the way they they look like little foxes eating into us and stopping us from reaching out uh to mm. where god wants us. so i looked at those things first and most of it were things in my life i'm not talking about anybody remember this book is about what i have been through so most of yeah. it is about this pulling out the things that either have delayed my blessing or i have used it to minimize god's hand or hold upon my life or limit mm -hmm. him and then i step out and i look at how that could affect other people because if i'm not living my dream i'm stopping others from living their dream so that's, that's right. the way i looked at it and then of course in uh dare to dream i actually go for it in terms of all the things that you can do to dream big and and yeah. i looked at joseph and i i talked about him because when he shared his dream with his brothers and it looked like a small dream on the field he then stepped it up he upgraded mm. it and looked up at the sun the moon and the stars how about that mm. sometimes we don't have to stay here go above your initial dream and upgrade it and then uh you know dream on is about just sort of um you know looking outward and not inward yes and also this is coming to audio hey <laughs> audio book on living the dream i can't yeah, no. wait yeah, i no, think somebody will have to sing anyone. it through <laughs> It's super uh, exciting, no, you know what one thing i forgot to say um rudo it, it's about again coming to the title because mm. you know you know me i don't start with the title i start with what god is yes. saying to me so <laughs> again this was birth in in a pandemic so this is a covid baby actually oh, and okay. a pandemic yes it was born <laughs> during the heat of the pandemic when everything was so gloomy and so mm. almost uh you know um depressing and then i sensed again that god wanted me to write so i set out to write and i was just putting things uh, into a folder without realizing exactly what god was saying but when it came to rearranging i brought it to you and you clearly told me what i knew within my spirit that god was saying this is not a book it is three books and so we agreed that we were going to split it up into the three books and it made sense yeah. because in the chronology in which i talked it was going to be the parts that we had set them uh you know within and then of course um living the dream we settled for it because at work and everywhere else i've been when people greet me and they say how are you doing and i say i'm living the dream they look at me and yeah. think lydia are you serious you're the only one living the dream in this environment you know but uh, over the years it's become almost my my yeah my name at most workplaces so again we felt living the dream will encapsulate everything that i've talked about really yes and talk to us about the reception of your books obviously uh, you have now four 
what has the reception been like and what has been the response from people? Oh, amazing. I mean, from, I always say that you start from your, uh, you know, your Judea where you live and then you work your way around to, you know, the utmost parts of the world to Samaria. But I work within my own family. My family members, my sisters have commented me for the book and how it had changed their attitude towards gratitude as well. Mm -hmm. I have had friends who uh, I just happened to just work with and I gave to and they sent back word to encourage me that I want to keep reading your book because this really has change my thinking. Uh, I had a colleague who is actually a work colleague and she is one of my, uh, you know, endorsers actually. And she endorsed it because she said she had unfortunately had a miscarriage and um, oh. I happened to give her the book at a good time because she was very low in mood. Mm. And uh, in that period, she and her husband decided they would read a chapter of my book every night before they went to bed. And funnily enough, for some reason, they got reading it and reading it and reading it and got very excited about it. And then within that period, they realized that she was pregnant with their second baby. And that excited her. She couldn't wait to come and share it with me at work. And she said, Lydia, look what has happened. I said, yes, what I need, you know, <laughs> would you be happy to do an endorsement for me regarding uh, this book? And that's yeah. what happened. So those are the kind of stories that really move me when uh, people have said they've shifted from A to B because they've read the book. Yes. So is there tips in there? <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> the prescription is going on Amazon and get a copy. I need something. <laughs> I must have missed something. I'm I think it's just again. so much praise. I've gone into it. It's so much praise that both those moments and living the dream, people just appraise it in such a way that makes me feel. If they tell me, I said, no, don't tell me. Go on Amazon. Go and tell them there. Yes, you know, yes, but uh, it is so heartwarming, very refreshing to hear that. Oh, we thank God for that. So are you writing any more books? Uh, what's the what's in store for 2022? I am in the process. I, I kind of keep stopping myself because I said I wanted to see how uh, audio goes for all yes. these four and the responses and i hope i won't be overwhelmed but please do do overwhelm me because that would help me to, <laughs> help me to move on but I, I think i'm sensing something within my spirit as god is speaking to me and i've started yeah. putting things down on the side hopefully it wouldn't be long and i'll be knocking at your doors again Yay. you can't get me off your back <laughs> Nina, <laughs> initiator, innovator, everything with God moments and living with me. <laughs> oh, bless you. Well, congratulations on your audiobooks. So you can't wait for them to drop. I know God moments is only like a few days away to. Yeah, so. <laughs> and can I commend you for choosing the best narrator? I, absolutely. Oh. I know we're not going into the details yet, but Jackie yes. Gray has been absolutely, I haven't met her yet, she but you know amazing. what? It's amazing. The yes. fact that she sang what I asked her <laughs> to read. So 
surprised me and the way she did it amazing we amazing. are hopefully going to tag the audio onto this uh, <laughs> so our listeners can have a little listen as well uh it's, it's been it's amazing and we just can't wait it's so exciting but also yeah. the audio the sample audio is available on our podcast for anyone who wants to listen to a full chapter so yes Let's wonderful. bring it on. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, I can't get I can't wait to get them out and send them to uh, you know, friends and family and colleagues yeah. to, to listen. Awesome. Well, do you want to leave us with a word of encouragement, Reverend, as the year ah. has started? Oh, Rudo, Rudo. <laughs> Never ask a minister to speak <laughs> because we have an hour. <laughs> No, I promise I'm going to be brief. Uh, I've been saying this, that in in a season when you're in tune with God, he's always speaking to us, but there's always a word that he drops in your spirit. And that word kind of energizes you and helps you to propel others on. And in this season, uh, the Lord has shown me his word in Psalm 81 and verse 10. And it reads that I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt. Mm -hmm. Open your mouth wide that I will fill it. Now, since I heard this word, I've read it so many times, but I heard it at a place where I believe God wanted to get my attention. And he reminded me of the things that had gone on in uh, 2021, uh, of which I was the part, you know, we, we, uh, sort of had just come out of uh, 2020 and I had had COVID for six weeks and it was a week before my ordination. So very momentous time in my life when something that uh, drastic should happen to me and I nearly died. And to be fair, when I summed up what had gone on, uh, that word spoke to me vividly. He said, I brought you, I am the God who brought you out of Egypt. I brought you out of that ashes. I brought you out of that despair, almost like a place where um, we had no hope. And I know that a lot of people will identify with this, not just COVID, but some have lost family and friends, some have lost uh, businesses and uh, you know loved ones and uh, you know lots of things in their lives. And um, careers have been put on hold, marriages have been put on hold because mm-hmm. of uh, COVID. And I say this not lightly and because Egypt represented for the Israelites a time of despair and servitude. And so it spoke to me vividly, but he said, I am the God. So anytime you read the I am, he is still that God. He said, I am the God who brought you out of that situation. So remember any of those serious situations that you were faced and say, you are that God who brought me out of it. So he said, this time you are in a new dispensation, you're in a new year, open 